Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, Sports Talk with Broads. Here's Hunter Brody. What's going on, everyone? Welcome on into Sports Talk with Broads. It's Dallas week, although it's the end of Dallas week, and it didn't feel like Dallas week all week long. I think Ben Simmons' drama had something to do with it. Tuesday, Wednesday, our brain went into another direction. And ultimately, we don't know enough about this football team where we are still asking the same questions. Are we going to open up the playbook more with Jalen Hurts? Will we see throws over the middle instead of just outside on the sidelines? How will Nick Sirianni bounce back from such an underwhelming performance against the Falcons? He was basically beautiful. Him and Jonathan Gannon shut the door and were exceptional. Well, now you fall a bit on your face against the Kyle Shanahan-led team that is properly coached, and they've been together for some years. They made some explosive runs. So, you know, you could label them in a category of they've been around the block together. They're experienced as a core. This is all over the map, right? But... Here's my question now on how does Nick Sirianni respond to this adversity? And it's basically the same message that I had after the loss to San Francisco. You would think normally it's, I can't believe they lost. I can't believe it was a disaster. They only had three points until the end where there was prevent defense. So that touchdown shouldn't even really count. It wasn't some masterful offense. It was Jalen Hurts just taking yards. With the 49ers trying to hold on to the win. Well, okay. That's the normal reaction. The reason why there's not as much buzz for Dallas week is because this isn't a normal reaction season. This is a different, unique perspective that we are not accustomed to. And I believe winning the Super Bowl allowed us to breathe a bit. Would we feel this relaxed if they didn't win a handful of years ago? No! No, we'd be pissed. We'd be disgusted. Our faces would be red because they tore something down. Instead, we saw the Lombardi and we recognized, okay, we got it. Let's let's reshape this bad boy. So we have a lot to learn. It's a really weird dynamic. It goes hand in hand with my social slash psychological experiment I love to do with us as sports fans. It's one of the most bizarre yet so fascinating this this sports fandom and how emotion how emotional people get their emotions involved in sports i'm right there with it obviously look at what i damn do how did we get here though why are we this way why do we feel the way that we do i i don't have the answers for you i know nick sirianni though 
was dragging himself through the mud after that effort. And we're going to look at the 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 matchups and what to look for in this this game against Dallas, of course. But Nick Sirianni spoke to the media, and it's just not the norm of NFL head coaches. Stubborn is. Nick Sirianni wide open about it. Yeah, you know what? It ain't me alive. Yeah, it pissed me off. I wasn't good enough. But then I have to remind myself, too, you're a damn good football coach, and you're here for a reason. So let's get that game plan ready for next week. He's just being honest. Now, he does it in this way that's somewhat corny, but real at the same time. He's real. When he's spewing out all this information, when he's vomiting out of his mouth with a long answer, and his hands are getting going, and he's talking all loud, and you can hear the rise in his voice, it's because it's genuine. Just like the t-shirt. Would I rock the t-shirt? No. I would never wear a Brandon Graham t-shirt, a face of Jalen Hurts on a green t-shirt, a beat Dallas t-shirt, but that's Nick Sirianni. He wants to be with the crowd. He feels the passion, sort of like a college football game where it's Michigan versus Ohio State. He wants that to to be like what, what it is. He wants it to be the talk of town, and he's just playing into it. In terms of what the Dallas Cowboys are thinking of it, they're probably laughing. If we if we saw Mike McCarthy with a t-shirt that said, beat the birds, we'd go, that's cute, and laugh. But in terms of they're going to beat your ass now, or they're going to play significantly harder because they now want to prove something to Nick Sirianni, stop. They're going to play the same offense with or without Nick Sirianni wearing that t-shirt. C.D. Lamb isn't running his route and thinking, oh, Nick Sirianni's an idiot, and then catches the football differently compared to if Nick Sirianni didn't wear that t-shirt. So that's getting overhyped. It's genuine, though. Corny, I wouldn't personally do it. If you win football games, though, or at least if you show signs of improvement so we can learn more about you in a positive way, That's what I care about. T-shirts are irrelevant. But it is new to hear a head coach speak so open about the pain that he suffered, the football pain that he suffered after having such a bad display. Now, I heard Ruben Frank have this point, and this throws me out of whack a tad with my thought process on it. If something he stresses all the time is next play, hey, you get beat, don't worry about it, next play. Is he being hypocritical with his philosophy as a head coach? Now, I do find it two different type of scenarios we're even describing. One is in a game where you don't have time to sit on it. You don't have time to allow it to eat you alive because the next play is happening so quickly. As a coach, your next game is until a week away. So let it digest. See, play-by-play, a player doesn't have the ability to soak in something miserable. After a game, no, you can. When the game's over, said, and done, let it upset you. Go back to the film. Go back to studying. Think about what needs to be added to your game. Think about what has to be worked on. So game-by-game is different than play-by-play. And I like the fact that Nick Sirianni's open about it. Is it better than him saying this? I I liked our game plan. 
It wasn't our game plan that was the problem. Can't wait to see our next opponent. Just nothing? Nonsense? Or yeah, you know what? It bothered me. It's good that it bothered him. It should bother him. We want it to bother him. It seems, and we have to wait to see the execution side, but he's telling us that when something goes wrong, we will not continue to make the same mistakes. We will adapt and we will adjust. We will study. We will figure out what needs to change to be successful the next time, and it starts with me. The problem goes, or the problem happens when it's six weeks of this, five weeks of this. We know Doug Peterson's cliches. We know Chip Kelly's cliches. We know Andy Reid's cliches. Every coach has their version of cliches. We'll eventually understand when Nick Sirianni gets asked something, he's going to say a certain response. Hell, we heard it with Carson Wentz. Got to go back to the tape. And that's a majority of NFL players' message, to be clear. But you get my point. If Nick Sirianni ends up being the I'll take accountability every time guy, but nothing ever happens when he goes back to make changes, and you're getting the same results, which is coming up small, and there's not additions to this offense that make us feel good about ourselves, then yeah, it's completely different. It really is. All right, so... Landon Dickerson, getting back to that press conference, he was named the starter. It goes back to accountability, though. It was not good enough for him. That was not good enough. Now, he didn't have the best day at the office, but based off of circumstances, you can make the argument that, look, he held his own. He held his own. And speaking of hold or held, I'm holding this cup of coffee here. I want to take a sip so damn bad, but I'm just in rhythm so much that it kind of stops me from doing so. But I'm going to do it right now and hopefully pray that I remember where my point was. <sighs> Amazing. Okay, Landon Dickerson. He could, he could easily say, it was my first action, got thrown right into right guard. Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, there's a lot of communication. They're, they're normally used to Brandon Brooks, who they've been working with for years now. They have things down, bat, bat. You know what you're going to get. So it's okay that I had some mistakes. No, not good enough. I hold myself to a higher standard. This does not meet the standards that we have here for me. It's amazing. Now, that's step one of a three-step process. Get back to the basics. Execute in the game. But admitting is number one. And until you admit it, you're not going to fix anything. And it starts with, just looking at comparison, it starts with Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson, he didn't make changes. He would just continue to force the same slop out there over and over again. Ben Simmons, he's making excuses instead of admitting something should probably go in in, in a new way. We should probably tinker with some things. Let's tweak some ideas and some concepts on how I play the game. That has to be the first idea. It's a big game. It really is. And I wonder, is Nick Sirianni ready for the moment? Is he? This is huge. He has not had the headset on as a head coach, obviously, in any game of this nature before. This is a different piece. You're on the road. It's Monday Night Football, and it's the Dallas Cowboys. Will the game get away from him? Will he lose control? Will it run off the course a bit? I would guess no. I would guess no. Everything so far, for the most part, other than throwing the ball over the middle, 
You know, Nick Sirianni has impressed me more than he's disappointed me. Let's go down that road. That's probably the best way to explain it. I've been happier with Nick Sirianni than I have been sadder. I've been more happy, less sad. I'm off the rails. Will the Eagles be off the rails? Ha <laughs> ha! How about that transition? But no, seriously. It wasn't even a transition. I'm on the same damn topic. This is horrendous, Broads. Get it together. It would be nice if I remembered my thought. Nick Sirianni. He's impressed me more times than he has failed me. Spotlight's on you. Every team around the league is watching. Pressure's on. And keep in mind, you play Kansas City at home, the Carolina Panthers on the road, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after that. I'm not telling you this season is about wins and losses because it's not. I think it's huge, though, to be 2-1 and one after Dallas compared to 1-2 and two entering that stretch. And I don't want to dive deep into who the Carolina Panthers are. Love what Matt Rule has done. Temple dude, of course. Had success at a lot of different levels. Baylor. There's no doubt that he's going to be successful in this league either. Or in this league as well. Sam Darnold and that squad are 3-0. They're a beatable team. It's not as if they're unbeatable. They're a beatable squad. It could get ugly, though, after Dallas. And if you get a win in Dallas and you're 2-1, and one, and let's say you finish it off with 2-4, and four, that's a lot better than 1-5. And, and who knows? You could lose to Dallas and beat Carolina, and you still have that 2-4 and four record, if you will. And yeah, it sounds ugly. And I'm playing the hypothetical game. And it sounds miserable. But we knew the win-loss record wasn't going to be anything outstanding. That's what I was trying to stress to everybody who's throwing 11 games at me. 12 games, 13 games. No, just not the case. How about Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager? Is the moment going to be too big for them? I like them. I like them a lot. I think they're taking strides in the right direction. You've seen explosion. You've seen the burst. You've seen them both make plays and come up critical, crucial for this team's offense at times throughout series. This is a different beast, though. And Dallas, they have a lot of playmakers. And Kellen Moore at the top of the offense, he's a scary mind. Very creative. He's adaptive. I like the offense that they run. If only they admitted that Zeke's not the guy anymore. Now, he still has a skill set that can be used, but he's nowhere close to the mean motherfucker that he once was when he first entered the league when he was rocking that belly shirt and doing damage coming out of Ohio State. Kellen Moore and this offense can explode. What you see C.D. Lamb do and Amari Cooper, these names, in a high-pressured situation, has Quez Watkins been in that? And that's not to say they can't make plays. Let's be very open about it. I'm not saying they can't. I'm asking can they or will we see it? That's what I'm asking. See, Jalen Hurts I'm not afraid of because Alabama, national championship, you play in some of those big SEC matchups, sure, it's not NFL Monday Night Football, Eagles-Dallas and the intensity there, but still, I mean, you've been in some Big-time atmospheres, big-time pressured situations. Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith. I have no concerns about them. 
I know they can do it. They might have a hiccup of a game, but I know deep down they can do it. It's a learning process. I don't know necessarily if the others can, including the head coach. Absolutely, including the head coach. All right, we'll get into some of the matchups to look for. Eagles offensive line, the size. They have a huge advantage. And with Parsons, how will he be utilized? Will he get home? Will he touch Jalen Hurts? The trenches for Dallas is an area of concern for them, both offensively and defensively. Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, can you slip through some dudes in the interior? Can you get by their interior offensive line? We know about the suspension. We know about the injuries to their defensive line, the suspension to their offensive line. And it starts with the trenches. That's what makes me feel at least possible with a close game. Because if you're going to lose a trench battle right from the jump, good luck. You might get abused and annihilated throughout that 60-minute stretch. It's a lot different if you know you can at least hold your own. Sort of like with the 49ers. Now, Nick Bosa, D. Ford, Kinlaw, these guys are dogs. They'll win their battle throughout a 60-minute stretch. But you have the offensive line that can at least hang and hold their own. That's step one. Many teams can't say that against Nick Bosa, D. Ford, and that explosive defensive front. That's just the truth. So it begins in that area. And I'm going to be able to say that every week, which is the positive, for sure. The size advantage for the Eagles' offensive line, though, it's impressive. I expect a good pocket for Jalen Hurts. Will they go up the middle? Well, that linebacking core, where's Dallas Goddard? And Zach Ertz, the last we saw, I'm recording this before any injury report is released on Friday or if we get any more news about the Eagles in general. I don't know the latest on Zach Ertz, but he was vaccinated, so as long as he goes through the proper protocol and can test negative by Monday and they get an advantage this week with the extra day to give Zach Ertz more time, how will the middle of the field be used? That has to be used. It has to be. And at some point, while you want to stress the positives of Jalen Hurts, which that's the motto from this team, put players in places to succeed. Don't work around their failures. Absolutely, a thousand percent, I can get behind it. There is a time, though, where you have to learn. You have to see. You can't shy away from it forever. And maybe it's schematically you open that up over the field. Where I, maybe he can't do it just by himself solo. That's where you as a coach could run some plays earlier, formations earlier. That, all right, you're in a similar formation. The opposing team thinks it's something else. Bang, middle of the field is now open. That's where Jalen Hurts can take his shot. I'm afraid of the Dallas Cowboys run game. Not a big fan of our linebacking core. It's just there. You could probably get some chunk yards, especially with these two. Unless Javon Hargrave puts a stop to it up front. He's been a beast. No Brandon Graham. Now, what you basically need is every name to step up by an extra 15 to 20% to make up for BG. So, Fletch, Hargrave, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett, who can't be taking stupid penalties out there. It's a joke. If I'm Nick Sirianni, I'm calling him into the office. 
We need you, Derek. We need you. I'm not benching your ass because we need you. And see how he works from that. Ryan Kerrigan. You need a stellar effort from them as a core to have an impact of Brandon Graham. One guy slips, you might all slip. One guy falls, you might all fall. It's a collective group. Unless someone becomes superhuman. And I guess with Javon Hargrave, there's been a lot of the superhuman to start this season. Maybe it continues. Speaking of superhuman, DraftKings Sportsbook. It's been a great start to the NFL season. It's only getting better at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is kicking off another week of action by giving all new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $1 in any football game this this week and receive $150 in free bets instantly, no matter what. And this football season, all customers can swing big with the DraftKings same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code BROADS to receive $150 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more. That's promo code BROADS to get $150 in free bets instantly. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. In partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so we're going to get to the Anytime Hotline in just one second. Uh, before we do, I want to throw this out at you. So I was listening to John Kincaid of 97.5 The Fanatic, the morning show, the John Kincaid show, and I thought he proposed an interesting question. If I was to tell you the Eagles would allow 24 points, so the Cowboys have 24 points on the board, do the Eagles win this game? And you know what? My initial reaction when I heard that was, no. No, I don't think so. Maybe it's 24-20. Maybe it's 24-21. But if the Dallas Cowboys, and that's low considering what their defense is. Now, the Dallas Cowboys defense is not anything magnificent, right? That's probably an area where you can uh, hang in there. But you can't make this a shootout. If this is a shootout, it becomes a mess. It's sloppy. So Jonathan Gannon and this defense will have to, uh, you know, really stress. I guess you say 24 points. That might give you a chance to hang in there. Of course, context matters. You need to see how it plays out. I would love to finally witness a generated turnover. That would be lovely. I'd love to see some sacks. That would be lovely. If the Dallas Cowboys get 24 points, where does that put the Eagles? It puts them in a position for a chance. I don't know if that's enough. But then, that means you have to hold the Cowboys to what? Eight, like 18 points? Going to get to 18 points? Something bizarre like that? Under 20? That's a difficult task. Which makes sense, because I didn't know how great this Eagles team was going to be. It fits the narrative. I'm just a little more skeptical on this outing than I was previously. The 49ers, I gave the the Philadelphia Eagles a chance because of the injury factor. Being so banged up in the secondary, so depleted. Hey, maybe you can slap them in the face early. It's the beginning of the season. It's September. Not every team is rolling and have their tires all going in the right direction. So maybe you could spit in their mouths and take the W. You're at home. Home opener. Crowd electric. And with the Falcons, sure. They're just not a great team. This is the first time I'm I'm looking at it with a more of a, ooh, I don't know. I don't know. 
It doesn't smell great. I'm not smelling greatness. But who knows? Monday turns around. I have my coffee in the morning. I'm all fired up because I know it's game day. Just right here as I as I sit through. That offense will probably outproduce your offense. So can the offense do enough where if the defense turns it on to a nice degree, you win the game? Or we see a completely different offense. Maybe Nick Sirianni has the answers. What if he pushes all the right buttons? And now the birds, their offense is looking more like they did against Atlanta. Bing, bang, boom, down the field, getting yards, playmakers making plays. Miles Sanders in the passing game, screen game, through the tackles, bouncing to the outside, you name it. However this team wants to run, now the playbook starts opening. Play action works. Here's what I need more from. The red zone. Let's stop with the gadget. Let's stop with the QT. QB sneak, QB sneak, QB sneak. All right, let's hear from the people. The Anytime Hotline is brought to you by Orbit Energy and Power. Orbit Energy and Power is home to your solar experts in both residential and commercial projects. At Orbit, they're dedicated to making sure your project is completed easily and properly by using high-quality materials and trained professionals to get the job done right. Orbit also provides water purification systems, backup energy services, battery storage, electrical upgrades, new roofs, heating and cooling, and so much more. Make sure you check out their information at orbitenergy.us or call 800-836-3987. All right, here we go. Your reactions. Let's begin. In terms of evaluation of coaching staff, to be honest, uh, they're going up against Dallas, who has a high-powered offense, an efficient offense, and you're not beating them without a game plan. And that's really what I'm going to an- be analyzing with this Eagles team in this game. You're not beating the Cowboys without a game plan. Can do it. Uh, I'm not going to get my hopes up too high, though, knowing that the talent that is out there compared to what's on the other side. But I really want to see Nick Sirianni, the other coaching staff, go up and really establish a plan to keep the off field um, and do some of that stuff and just keep his players in check, keep his players disciplined, <clears throat> Derek, and just go out there and do the best that they can. Yeah, I I like that mentality. I'm right there with you. And I think that's why we're in a weird spot as fans with our emotions. We're sitting back and waiting to learn. It's not the same as banging your chest and banging. If you're in the front row there at the Eagles game, you're banging the wall that's in front of you and you're going crazy because you know that this team can compete at a high level. We have no idea. We really don't. Now, I will say this Cowboys team is beatable. So while I'm not feeling the greatest in the world and it's not as if, you know, I'm just filled with pride thinking they're heading to Dallas and definitely coming home victorious, they're a beatable team. They have flaws. They have issues. You got suspensions. You have injuries. And they beat the Chargers last week. It wasn't as if they were perfect and they were just smooth sailing with their offense either. They can be, though. And I'm sure at home, primetime television, the place will be so loud. They'll be fired up. The Dallas Cowboys, that is. Yeah, no doubt. But they're a beatable team. What's the demeanor going to look like on the sidelines? Headset, facial expression, Dallas goes up 7-0. What's the response? What's the body language? Let's say you're down two scores. What if it's it's 10-0 or 14-0 to put you at the two-touchdown mark? 
Is he clapping his hands? Is he giving the players the look in their eyes? Is he looking at Jalen Hurts, pulling him over, having a conversation with him, holding his helmet, saying something, spewing the facts, keeping him locked in, changing the game plan? Or do they just punch him in the mouth? What if everything looks detailed, structured, awesome? Week one, all the blocks happen at the right time. The peel-offs happen at the right time. The routes were ran perfectly, all at the right time. The timing with the quarterback, all at the right time. What if the Eagles go up 14-0 and punch them in the mouth? How do they sustain those drives afterwards? Do they continue to keep their foot on the gas? Or is it a mild approach where let's burn clock, let's run the ball, let's use methodical drives, but bro, it's only the third quarter. We'll see how Nick Sirianni does it. How does he handle it? When you have a lot of positives happening for your team, but keeping your emotions in check. We always originally think negatively with that. How do you handle the adversity? Well, how do you handle the positives? You're up 10-0. You're up 14-0. Step on their throats. Kick them in the balls. Make it hurt. But I think the caller hit it right in the head with the game plan. What do you do this week? Whether you win or not, that's not necessarily fair dependent on the game plan because you might not have good enough players, but they targeted the right areas on the field. They tried to expose the right matchups. Not enough talent, though, will be an issue. What does Nick Sirianni dial up, and what does he emphasize all week long with the strategy? That's the most important piece to the puzzle. And, of course, Jalen Hurts making some throws as well. Yes, it's Dallas week. So what do the Eagles have to do to win this game? I'm going to focus on the defense and say two things. Number one, pressure the quarterback. If Prescott has all day to throw, it's going to be a long day. Number two, force turnovers. you got to force Dallas into making mistakes and capitalize on them. But what have we seen with the Eagles' defense? They don't pressure the quarterback and they don't force turnovers. And not to mention, since the game is in Dallas on Monday night, you'd have to say that the officiating may slightly slant toward Jerry and the boys. Unfortunately, I think the Cowboys win this game. It's close early, but they pull away late. 37-17 Cowboys. Wow, that's a pretty big one, though. That's pulling away pretty pretty explosively towards end if we're looking at it as a 20 point loss by by the uh by the time the the clock runs out I knew exactly where you were going with the officiating I started to smile because I knew that the first play I think about is the fumble where three Eagles players are clearly covering the football but yet Dallas reviews the play and still gets it wrong so early that clearly could have changed the trajectory of what happened and the outcome for sure. But yeah, the defense is going to have to do an exceptional job here at limiting the damage that Zeke can do or any of their backs can do or Amari Cooper, Darius Slay. Hey, how about it, kid? Let's go here, kid. Hey, let's go here, kid. Let's go. You got a big matchup. Now, with the zone, you might see different dudes being thrown in in a direction of Darius Slay at times, but they got a bunch of... Of skill guys. They have a bunch of playmakers. Secondary, big day. Anthony Harris has had a dropped interception and a PI I didn't love in an end zone. 
Let's go clean it up. Let's get a turnover. Nick Sirianni said this to the public the other day. We really care about explosive plays, limiting them and doing them as well. And defensively, turnovers. And not even just defensively because you don't want to turn the ball over as an offense. So turnovers and explosive plays are very heavily noticed. Where are they? Now, two games is not a big enough sample size for me to say they're never going to generate any turnovers. There were a few that were close. The helmet to helmet negated one. They should have had one on Matt Ryan, but the ball was an intentional grounding with the way he threw it as he was getting tackled. Could have been a fumble, though. A half a second difference in that play. They have opportunities to pick the ball off. Will that change as these secondary players, safety, cornerback, gets accustomed to playing again? Instead of the pass breakups, they start worrying about catching the football. The chances are there. Maybe that's the positive. As the season plays out, they'll effectively contribute on those plays more, which would flip the field around, which would give the offense a better opportunity. Don't need to go the distance. Don't need to rely on 91-yard bombs to Quez Watkins and then not even score a touchdown. But you wouldn't have to rely on that to get into scoring position anyway. What's next? Bros, man, we are approaching football Friday, and I am excited, man. I'm excited for this game on Monday. Um, They do scare me a little bit, though. Dallas kind of scares me. Uh, Tony Pollard seems to be kind of emerging. As to be better than Zeke, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens there. Although I do like the matchup with Micah Parsons and the Dallas pass rush, if that's where he's going to be. I do like that matchup with the Eagles O-line, considering we have Mylotta and Lane Johnson on the edges. Uh, so in that regard, I think we'll be fine offensively. Like, as long as Sirianni can get the right play calls, you know, keep it simple, like, like, like they did week one for Jalen, that would be great. I think it really just comes down to – I think a takeaway – would win us this game. A takeaway or two is is the biggest thing we can do to, to beat Dallas this week. But uh, go Birds and uh, Dallas sucks. I love it. So, all right, I've mentioned turnovers. Our previous caller mentioned turnovers. You just mentioned turnovers. I think that's what we're looking for. How will the defense manage to make that happen? And when, when it's a close game, it's just a handful of plays that are the difference, right? If this will be close, three and a half points spread, maybe it's a battle. If this team earns my respect, the Eagles, that is, just by going out there, leaving everything on the table as a young team, and they come up just shy, it's going to hurt because it's the Cowboys. Any other team, it wouldn't hurt as bad. If it was an AFC team, right? If it was a different squad, it wouldn't hurt even if you leave everything out there. But it's going to come down to just a, a couple, maybe three or four plays when, when it's a one-possession effort, when it's a one-possession outing, a handful of plays, a turnover. Now you're at the opposing team's 30 instead of a punt, and you have to go 80-plus yards. Full 53-man. Full 53-man roster is what it's going to take. Special teams, too. We praise the living hell out of the new punter on week one. Pinning teams inside the 10. Makes a difference. McCarthy, Dak, they have to earn those yards. If they're going to beat you, make it where it's San Francisco. 30, uh, uh, a, a 16, 8 to 9 minute drive. Earned every second, every inch. Had to go methodical with it. Had to really game plan through it. They had to earn it. Tip your cap. Make Dallas earn it. 
if they're going to beat you. And that's where I'm at. So before we head out of here, let's check BetQL and what they have to say. They're obviously fantastic. So they have a four-star rating type of bet with the total, which right now it's under 52. They have it at 49.5, which is a a 2.5 point difference from the current total. So consider taking the under. With the money line, 80% of sharp money is on Dallas. 20% is on the Eagles. Mike McCarthy is 29-4 and as a home favorite of minus 160 to minus 280 over their career. With the spread, 56% of sharp money is on the Eagles. 44 is on Dallas. Mike McCarthy is 1-8 in the first half of the season while coaching Dallas. These are just all the great, great, great pieces of data and information that BetQL provides for you. Do you want to get an advantage over your sportsbook? You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets. Their best bet model scans over 350,000 unique bets per year to give you a best bet recommendation for every game across all major sports and gives you the reasoning behind why you should place the bet. Their model covers everything from spreads, over-unders, and player props. Line movements so you can jump on betting opportunities in real time. Sharp data so you can see who the pros are backing. Team summaries highlighting previous success against the spread and the team over-under. Enter the discount code BRODES at payment checkout for 25% off of their subscription offerings. You can find all this information down below in the description. Where I'm at right now, I'd say the Eagles cover, but I don't know if they win the football game. Eagles cover, I don't think they win that football game. I'll go 20 to 18. I don't know why that stands out to me. Weird. Bizarre. 20 to 18. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will see you next time.